1: Uh, I have had this one since given to me by my mother, May 25th, 1989. So, believe it or not, I had one that was more worn than this one that I got like in 85, but I was with a guy, very famous guy, um, and I just didn't know what to tell, like his life was so screwed up, but I didn't know, I just couldn't think of the words to tell him. And so I went to visit him one time. And I was trying to get through to him, but he was so guarded. And, um, so I just left him that Bible. that I, my, I'd had it for 20-something years. Probably every line in the New Testament was underlined, highlighted. And I just left him a note. And it just said, I think the answer to some of the problems that you have are in this book. And just left him the Bible. Well, then he called me up. he's blown away, you know, he was crying, his wife was crying. Then he said, I don't know how to, he didn't know the books, he said, I don't even know how to read it. Didn't know anything. And I said, well, I'll fly back out there and I'll explain some things to you. So I flew back out there and uh, he said, uh, so we started and I shared the gospel with him. And then it was like one in the morning, he had just built a new swimming pool and a hot tub. Literally the next day they were gonna swim in it for the first time. And he said, I think I need to get baptized. So he went out, we went out like one in the morning and baptized him. So, so he has that Bible. But This was the, then I had to break this one in. This was the bigger, that one's smaller. This was the bigger version. Well, uh, we'll start out with a prayer. Father, we're so thankful to be in your presence. Uh, What a beautiful, beautiful day. What a beautiful creation you've given us. Thank you for the sun and the wind and uh, the trees and uh, the animals, Father, uh, that you put us in charge of. And, uh, Father, I pray that we're respectful. Father, thank you for feeding us. Thank you for this beautiful place um, that the Busbuses have. call home and open up and are hospitable to all of us father for for years and uh, father I'm thankful that you bless them so much I'm thankful that uh, they give glory to you Uh, father help us to be always mindful of you father we we pray that you forgive our sins Uh, father we know there are many and father we just pray that we um, don't sin and we pray that we can live as lights in the world father to bring people show people to you show people your grace show people your mercy and father show people that there is hope beyond this life Uh, father as we have fun in the outdoors we just pray that we always remember who made it and who's in charge of us father be with us today the first day of the week that you told us father to gather and just remember you and remember your son and what you've done and father we practice that today two thousand years after it happened father we're still getting together and talking about you and your son thank you for that fill us with your spirit father and uh Help us to live good, godly lives before you and before each other. We give you all the glory. Thank you for Jesus and His blood. In that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So we have. Uh, I'll give you a little of the of the backstory because I didn't know there would be other people here. We've been doing this for a while. It wasn't always like this. Uh, I met uh, the Buzzbusis through business um, through the outdoor industry, which most of us here are kind of a part of, uh, maybe even recently. Um, but we, you know, we've been doing this a long time. And um, so as you meet different business people and um, it's always odd, you know, do you talk about your faith, you get into things. And um, my father was a real believer in that, really, whoever he hung out with, he was going to share one of the biggest things of his life, which was his faith. Um, not to be preachery or certainly judgmental, but just to to show people to, uh, that there may be hope. Some people have problems and struggles and... Um, and we have found that even though we're the same way, and we certainly um, are sinful and have fallen short of God, uh, we found that there was hope in the New Testament, like the story I told you about, in these words, and um, they're thousands of years old. Uh, that we find keys to the foundation, of our li- that that are the foundations of our lives. It has worked well for us. Uh, way before we were famous and everybody knew who we were, we were doing these same things. As you can, you mentioned, my Bible being old and used, that, that's not over the last couple of years. That's been over.
0: Show the Facebook Live viewers your Bible, how old it is. Well, this is
1: the fancy covering <laughs> that I put on it. Yeah. I, I feel embarrassed. All it's right. just a little duct tape. Duct
0: tape can fix anything, um, even a Bible.
1: And I'm going to share with you this Bible in particular and, and the meaning it has even to this family, even this location. Um, so I always try to have it with me. And again, I'll remind you, I'm not a preacher. Um, I'm not um, perfect by any means. and um, But I do look for those opportunities. So uh, I would met the Busbus family. Um, we were business partners and, uh, in several different ventures. And... Uh, and I Always look for ways and angles to try to work this in, and so hopefully I have enough time to to let that happen Some nights I may be with somebody for one time, and I may not see them again really for the rest of my life, so uh, maybe there's something there. Some people are searching uh, a lot of people are not searching at all uh, some people see things in your life that are attractive and want to know how like how do you do this you know how, how do you do this in your marriage how do you do this with your children how do you do this with church how do you do this in the industry, which I get a lot you know how do you live that out. Certainly once we went to cable television I got even bigger questions about you know our lives and so you try to stay humble because you don't have all the answers but you search and so I'd been really hadn't thought about as much with the Buzzbus family I knew at some point maybe I would get around to it and so as I came down here more they're certainly close to me and, um, geographically so I would be down here a lot and I saw really what I see in a lot of people you know good people um, good family, um, maybe a little misguided, you know, as far as relationship with the Lord, didn't come up a lot. It wasn't like we were sitting around praying or certainly having church on Sundays. Um, and then I heard someone called and said that, that Big Bill had an issue with his brain and there were some lesions on his brain. And, uh, and when I heard that, I think the, it's always horrific for anybody that you know that, you know, um, they get sick in any way. And we feel sad and we say, oh, we'll think about you and you'll be in our prayers. But I, I didn't wanna stop there, although that's not bad. I, I wanted to make sure that I was able to share with Big Bill and his whole family that the hope and beyond, especially if he only, I mean, cause it was possible that, you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't have been surprised if I'd heard he has six months to live, which made me awfully sad. But then again, I wanted to make sure to know where that's at. So I started looking for that opportunity, and sometimes tragic things like that, or divorce, or um, illness with a child, sometimes those can really create the opportunity, because people don't know uh, really how to deal with that, especially if you're not thinking spiritually. What does that mean? I mean, Does it mean your time on life is over? So I looked for that opportunity. Now, Big Bill was a guy who was hard to hem up, uh, much like the guy I told you about that I left my Bible with. certainly been guarded, a lot of people, when you become wealthy, I can speak like this because I have more money now, When a lot of people come to you with all sorts of different ideas and things, and a lot of people sort of, not, not in a weird way, but they, you know, you got a lot of yes men, a lot of people, you're the greatest person ever, you know, you employ a lot of people. Um, it's not often people take you on because it may mean, you know, you may not have a job or you may not. So you can kind of build this house for yourself that really is kind of you can't penetrate cause you guard, you know, people from getting, cause you'll get burned and people will, I've had, I remember a guy came in and was like, brother Willie, I want you to look at this business opportunity. Call me brother Willie. I, that's always a, my antenna goes out. Like, why'd you just call me brother Willie um, pitches his business idea. I said, "Well, think, you know, men of faith like us. And I noticed when the, when the deal started falling apart, there was like a string of F-bombs and all that. And I thought, what happened to brother Willie? Where did that, where did that all go? Cause then we got <laughs> real worldly real quick and then not a lot of faith. So you do get burned. So Bill was a classic case of that. Um, you know, I was a little guarded. So I looked for that opportunity. It was really hard. There was always people around. It was always, you know, I never felt quite like the time. And I kind of mentioned things and he had some initial things like, you know, he who hath not sinned cast the first stone. And that's usually a barrier to say, back, you know, are you perfect? And don't talk to me. But I kept searching and angling. We were in New York City one night. Um, we had met with a really famous guy about a big business deal we had going. We were in a car. We met in Connecticut. We were going back into the city. We are staying at the London Hotel. We have a driver, and it's just he and I in this suburban. And I just asked him, I said, Bill, have you ever thought, of, I said, how old are you? And he told me his age. I said, have you ever thought about how many years on? on earth you have left and i just gave him a statistical version wasn't trying to scare him just a <laughs> realistic version of a man his age kind of living like he was living maybe through a number out there it was striking because the number didn't seem like that long <laughs> it was like whoa you know and if we all think about that how long our lives are on this earth they're really short you know and uh And that's barring any sort of tragedy, car wreck, something that just happens. What
0: was the estimate
2: about how long well if I quit
1: smoking which I have now.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: His estimate was on the long side, mine was on the that more average side and so but again that wasn't the point. The point was to get him to think at that moment something beyond
2: how long do you have left on earth living? And Compared to eternity, that's a short, short time. So.
1: And that's where we got to. And so we had a Bible study, and we had an incredible. Uh, Bill was ready to give his life to the Lord, which then, but then he wanted to tell many others. So hundreds of people showed up. We were right out, right out there. Probably the last time I spoke on this uh, patio was that day, and uh, uh, and then Bill ended up getting baptized down in the lake down there that we drive past to go hunting. And then other people started pouring in the water, and I think there was 22 or 23 people that, that day. And so it was a. had
0: been baptized uh, whenever you are 20 something. Yeah. And you recommitted probably, your yeah, life. Yeah. And, 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 your and I don't
2: think in the Bible it says nowhere where if you get baptized twice, you'll go to hell. Right. Yeah. You know <laughs> I, I wasn't worried about
1: that. Right. And I, I've always said, if you make a step towards God, I'm sure, just like my child, if he came to me and wanted to make a step towards me, I wouldn't argue the. I would just be glad that he came to me and said that. Especially when you're talking about clearing your conscience and living a different life. So that happened. Now, if that was the end of the story, it's an incredible story. And I I really gave you the cliff note version of that story. It's incredible. Um, What's powerful about that story is it was about two years ago. And here we are back. And now we're still talking and still, now we're having church here. So the encouragement keeps going. I think sometimes we do things and if we're not careful, we'll get selfish and say, you know, we actually made a book. Uh, his daughter made a book and gave it to me. It was all the photos of that day. And we can say, look at what we did. Look what a, you know, and I can start thinking, look what a great guy I am. Because I was able to, and we package it up, market it. It's a great story. You know, the hard part is how you continue on and the encouragement of that. And then how, as we live as a body of Christ. And we're not together a lot. You know, really it's just during this time. And uh, I was sharing with Bill and Matt, if, if, um, if I didn't have a passion for deer hunting, And I probably never would have been down here, and who knows, things could have been totally different. Mm -hmm. So, when I think of hunting, when I think of Allah, when I think of early season, is usually when we show back up, and then we go through. Sometimes it's good times. Matt ended up doing the same thing a month or so later. um, uh, Bill's daughter, Bill's son-in-law, Bill's uh, dies shortly after Bill. Bill's wife, so. We're just doing a little Sunday church.
2: I'm glad you came. So it was a whole. Cody is a, a, a. a camera guy. He's a Catholic. Okay. And uh, he's a good guy.
0: Okay. We love Cody. Yeah. Cody, welcome to church. <laughs> yeah. Landon, welcome to church. Yeah. The late show uppers here. 4. Got a 4. point out. Well, he's still mountain. got Joe <laughs> Buck back there. He's
1: yeah. on the back. He's on the Way back on his on phone. Okay. Creeping in the back. So when I think about moments like this, uh, this continues on. So Matt mentioned when he was a kid and you said you were going to church and I had the same feeling. There were times I was going, God, don't, you know. It was so formal and so if you go back to the New Testament times, this was probably what they did. They gathered up. You were way a long way from cool, some right? any kind of Building, and so there's no when we say church you don't really you don 't go to church church happens during the week, it happens all the time, and so it is where people gather together, so formal religion has taken that to a new level, which is fine, but this kind of thing is really organic and real and meeting in people's homes because there was no church buildings two thousand years ago it was uh you know they you know, met what I liked
0: about having church anywhere is that what what is it as a Christian or you know what makes you a Christian? Is it if, Do you go to a building for one hour a week and pretend to be a Christian, and then your life outside of that one hour? your majority of your life is outside of a church building. Right. So what is a true Christian lifestyle? It's not to go to church to go to a building right. for one hour out the week. It's all about what you do outside of that church right. and how you live your life anyway. So I like having church like this. We're just talking at a deer camp right it shouldn't be about reporting to a building one hour out the week that's not what
1: and not that that's a bad thing that's just a that's a tool that that uh remember they said gather on the first day of the week think about god just as a reminder because why because we forget i mean we forget things so as this kept going thousands of years later if we would have people would have not done this we would have forgotten and so there's things i forgot last year you know i can't even remember and so it's important to remember um, these events. And so that's exactly what we're doing. So uh, this family uh, means a lot. And I was reading through it to try to give some sort of encouragement to them and hopefully everyone else. Um, and I came to the book of Philippians, um, Philippians uh, um, chapter one, verse one. It says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus to all the saints in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And when I read this first of this, I couldn't help but think about uh, you guys and to think about now how we're on the same page, even though we're, you may be in Wyoming, might be all, we're all over the place, um, but yet we share this same um, vision and same foundation in our lives. He says, I thank God every time I remember you, and, and I do as well with you guys. In all my prayers uh, for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel. From the first day until now, and I feel like we have that same partnership in the gospel. See, it used to not be that way. I did. I, we were partners in business. Yes. We didn't have this partnership in the gospel and trying to do good things. Um, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you Will carry it on until the completion until the day of Christ, and so I see that same thing is when that began that good work in you. So there was a there was a time when there wasn't that good work, and now there's a good work. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you, since I have you in my heart. For whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how long how I long for you. With the affection of Jesus Christ, and this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ and to the glory and praise of God. Now, he said a lot right there, but I could not write it a tenth any better than what he said there. We have a partnership in the gospel. And what did he tell us to do? To love more, which was interesting to me. And that you may abound more and more in the knowledge of depth of insight. We have sat around that table and out in that lodge for years and have gone over issues, verses, and we're looking for depth of insight. A, we need to love each other more. And I'm so proud that y'all are digging. I get text messages throughout the year from... From all of you, from Sarah a lot, and it's about a it's about something that's happening. It's about and, and it and it causes me yeah, and it causes me to study and think and think. What what do I think about that? What, what do we think about the political layer? What do we think about this guy? How do you deal with when something is said? And we keep searching and searching uh, to be pure and blameless, to have fruit of righteousness, and realize that it all comes from Jesus Christ. So don't make this so complicated when we think about religion and all this stuff. It's not super complicated. He says to grow in love. All right. Simple concept, but a lot harder. Now, how do we love? I know that 1 Corinthians 13 um, gives us love. And you probably know that where he says love is patient, love is kind, love doesn't keep record of wrongs. And so he's going through this of love. You'll hear a lot in marriage ceremonies about really what is love? How do you love? But if you jump right over, that was Philippians 1. If you jump over to Philippians 2, he goes more into depth on this. And he says, If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, and I do, I have a lot of encouragement from being united with Christ. If you have any comfort from His love, if any fellowship with His Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete and be like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose which is what we have now. You see, as we become believers in Christ, we have one spirit. We have one purpose. When we talk about things and we remind each other, remember what our real purpose is about being together. Now here's a tough one. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Because what happens to people like us is we start getting very selfish, selfish with our things and selfish with Anybody, and then we start thinking that we're better than other people. Oh, that's uh, even recently, <laughs> you know, there's somebody that thought they were better. You know, I'm here, you're here. That's not the way it is. In fact, it's opposite. Jesus always taught us these opposite weird things. It's like, no, it's actually just the opposite. You're like, well, I'm wealthy and I'm the boss. I'm better than, no, you're not. And to Jesus is like, you're not any better. How about you consider someone else better than yourself? Then he gives us this awesome example. Um, your attitude should be the same as Christ Jesus. You don't talk about the boss. That's the boss. I mean, he can, he can just make you disappear and gone. Yeah. You know, that kind of power who actually formed you. Here was his attitude. Who being in the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. So he was equal to God, and he did not consider that something to be grasped. So it would be whatever your position is, look at whatever you think may be the lowest position and trade your position for that. Uh, I've often thought it would be like us looking at a little ant crawling along and thinking, I'm going to become a little ant, and I'm going to carry a little grain of sugar for the rest of my days, and hopefully nobody steps on me or pours poison on me, (laughs) and I'm going (laughs) to... That's what we would, as human beings, can you imagine the the thought of that? And that's what Jesus did. And being found in the appearance as a man, remember he's God, but now he has this appearance of a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross, which was a worse death than it wasn't passing away as an old man. He was going to get hung on a cross as a criminal and with a slow death. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place, gave him the name above every name, and that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and even under the earth. I don't even know what that means. But pretty much God said because of what he did, his name will be supreme among. So when we start thinking that we're kind of a big deal, you know, you, like the name of. Already, G- huh? <laughs> exactly. When you start thinking that, remember what Jesus did and that every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. There will be a day when every tongue will confess, even the atheist and, all, and people don't even believe in him. There will be a time when something will happen <laughs> that you will know what it is. It will not be on this earth, it will be beyond here when we pass or when he comes back. Therefore, my dear children, and this is, when I read this, I thought, this is so about us. My dear children, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation <clears throat> with fear and trembling, work out your salvation. Remember it's a journey when you follow Christ, it's a journey it's Jesus takes you in, you are saved, but it's such a journey as you live. You have high points and low points. I always say being uh, it's it's a lot like being married so if if you guys have been married you you understand in a relationship, sometimes you have bad days. Sometimes you have bad moments. Sometimes you have bad weeks. Sadly, sometimes you have weeks or months that are bad, but it's that being together, and hopefully you stay together. And not, not all marriages do, but it, it's very similar to that kind of closeness where you become one with someone. Uh, For it is God who works, this is one I read the other night. For it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. So what I'm doing here now, and do not look at me and say, boy, this guy, I'm just, God's working in me to do his will. And these have been moments over years and years to come to this point where we get people to where we take that bell off their face. It's God who does it. Now, as we live together, this is great, and I hate this for you guys' competition because... It may be good on TV, but he tells us, do everything without complaining or arguing. <laughs> it's funny where he goes to, because like, he knows us as humans, right? Like, okay, when everybody gets stuffed in there together, you're going to start complaining and arguing. So that you may be blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation. And believe me, we, the generation right now, well, when I just left the news and I'm like, what a crooked and depraved generation. You know what's weird is? It was the same way 2000 years ago, like they were saying how bad they were. And we're looking at today, we've got Christian's heads being chopped off. We've got all this sin. It seems like everything is so wicked around us. And, And he's encouraging us, he's encouraging them here, even though you're in this generation, love each other, stick together. Because look, in which you shine like stars in the universe. So the believers of God shine like stars in the universe. And that's what we should do in this. So you're either, right now, there's apparently a fairly, I mean, a few people are. You're either part of the crooked and depraved generation <laughs> and fueling that, or you're a star that's shining. And you need to figure out which one you are, because you ain't halfway in between. You're either shining or you're part of it. As you hold out the word of life in order that I may boast about you the day, on the day of Christ, and that I did not labor for nothing. But even if I am poured out like a drink offering on the sacrifice and service coming from your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you. Because what happens is, how much we've worked together on all this, I don't want to do all this for nothing. You know, I would love for, to where you can see that happening. And so he's going to rejoice even if he says he's been poured out. So every day that you go and you try, and sometimes you look up and go, God, we're doing all this for nothing. The world's not getting any better. It's getting worse. And, but no, he's saying, even if I'm poured out, I'm going to rejoice. So you too should be glad and rejoice with me. And it comes back to rejoicing together and being happy, even though we're in a crazy generation. But that's what we should be pouring out as believers in Christ. We are stars shining. And we are helping. And sometimes it's one at a time. A lot of the Bible... It's not these grandiose, big, giant stadiums like we think. It's not big. A lot of it's just little, one-on-one. There may be two people. Like I read you about the guy going in the chariot. Philip comes up beside him, tells him the good news of God. He says, here, there's some water. And he gets baptized. Boom, that's half a chapter right there. Two people, one little story. So don't think about, yeah, I need to get back in church and do something big and powerful, and I'll get my life in order. It can happen just sitting around. It can happen sitting in a deer stand. You know how I many spiritual conversations I've had sitting in a deer stand with a camera guy? The guy right there who's been filming me, Jamie, you don't know his story. I, I went to a Bible study in Kansas. We were going to hunt. We had a little Bible study. I, wasn't, I didn't put it together. I was visiting. And with my buddy LaRoche, a guy starts saying where he was in his life. And I told Adam after the study, I said, Adam, I'd love to share with him a couple of passages. I think I may have something that... that he may be into he sets it up he said actually you can go hunt his property which i was like sweet because i knew he had a good piece of property in kansas he said he'll come pick you up so he picks me up i don't have my bible i don't have this bible with me the night bill was at the i told you the london hotel i did have it so i went and got it and shared with him that night so we're driving out to go hunting and i just start laying some stuff down i told him the good news of jesus jesus died for him was buried and was raised I told him that he could have hope. I told him he probably was going to have to repent of a lot of things he was doing at the time. I told him that if he believed in that and give his life to the Lord, I told him it would change the very way he lived and and he could see things that he saw in this Bible study from some of these guys living for God. So as we're going to the stand and he says, I think I need to be baptized, I said, we can do it drop me off, go find some water somewhere. It's November. It's 20 degrees. I said, go find us a badminton, something, a pool. And, uh, he said, there's a cow pond right there. That'll work. And I thought for a second, I thought that's going to be really cold and really nasty. (laughs) And he says, I'm ready. You hunt and I'll come back. I said, all right. So I hunted, uh, Somehow I got, there, I didn't see one buck and I should have, but it was where I thought, oh, I got it. If I shoot a buck, we'll get distracted, right? So, and I'm, Jamie's filming me and I'm sitting there just, pre- I'm so excited about what just happened. I was not expecting him to say, there's a pond. Let's go right there. Yeah. So this cat pulls back up, the hunt's over. He brought waders and I thought, oh, thank you, man. You're I mean, not. for the Lord foresight God. to bring me waders because you're going to be out there with no waders. <laughs> at least I'm in waders. So we start trudging into this, the water is this deep. Most of it's manure and mud. We trudge out in the middle. He goes down to his underwear, and we're standing there. Now, albeit he is from Kansas, so he's used to the cold more than I am. I said, based on Jesus Christ, the confession that he's going to be the Lord of your life, I'm going to baptize you in this nasty pond right here. Well, I got him right here, and I realized I was out of water, so I just shoved him in the mud. <laughs> so he got like... And it must have been how he lived his life. It was dirty, man. <laughs> so God was punishing this guy, man. <laughs> he lived a horrible life. You know, He got muddy, 20-degree, and, and I pulled him up out of there, and he looked like he literally saw the Holy Ghost right there. It was probably because he was so cold. And I swear he looked like he was walking on that water, getting out of there so fast, trying to draw off. And I'm actually stuck, and I got tickled laughing at him, and I'm trying to get out of this. And I'm thinking I'm going to just fall over face first. And so I get out, we rejoice, we said a prayer, and it's changed his life since. That guy right there filming me, we're driving back now, and he says, Willie, I don't really understand what I just saw. I don't know, I don't know what that means. I don't know what happened. I saw what happened, but... And I started right there with him and shared the same thing I just shared with him. So he, by de facto, by what he had just really filmed, uh, learned about Jesus. So I said, well, he said, I'm ready to give my life to God. I said, well, we can go back to that mud hole, or you can find a different source of water. He said, I think I'll find a different source of water. I have to. So I, uh, Adam LaRoche had just built this big, nice house, much like this. And he luckily had a giant bathtub in his bathroom. And so... And when you bathtub somebody in a bathtub which i've done before uh it's like frying a turkey you know you better make sure how if the turkey goes in if the grease will fall out so we guesstimated his weight and where where we were and we all crowded in this bathroom so we have this another really strange sequence of 30 people in a bathroom and video cameras are going and so that's where he gave his life to the Lord right there in that bathroom so there's a story. There's a story. I told you another story. Those are just a few. You fried his
0: turkey.
1: Fried, we fried it. We put that turkey. Now he's
0: the happiest guy on the planet.
1: So there's a dead person. And every time little rose takes a bath, he's got his dead soul down in there with <laughs> him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the old Jamie's in that bathtub. So, um, And that's it. And that's how we live our life. And like I said, we, we fall short and we encourage each other and there's time. So whenever I come down with the Busbis family now... We are partners in the gospel. Since then, we have went on uh, mission trips to the Dominican Republic. We have preached to a bunch of different people. Matt, was, Matt talked with uh, Miss Joyce, you see. And so then the next year, last year, Miss Joyce said she wanted to get baptized. So actually Matt and I went down same part of the pond and uh, baptized her and another guy who was a camera guy as well. So we, God says, just spread this out there. We're just planters. I right? we just plant the seeds, give people the knowledge. You take it or leave it or some people, not, not all these stories end up like this. Some people roll their, some people say, who do you think you are? And some people move on in their lives and just say, I don't want any part of that. All our job is to do is to spread it. Cause I was so scared he was gonna die and never hear it. And I was felt so guilty thinking, I came down here and we had meals and we killed deer. and We had all this fun, but I never even shared with him the biggest thing. And I was like, I can't do that. So through that tragedy, What was a tragedy, and guess what? He's still here. He is still here. And so I'm so glad that God uh, protected you, but even more glad that now you have something living in you because now if he does die, guess what? We got something so much better than this. And as I sit here today on earth, I don't know how it could it, but I mean... We're sitting there deer hunting and I mean, you know, this is pretty, we're in this beautiful home and all that. And God says, it's going to be so much better than that. Because as beautiful as we can see, as well as our surroundings may be good, but guess what? We're still going to sin. We're going to, you're going to be dealing with stuff that's going to be terrible and you're going to fall short and you're going to disappoint people and your expectations and you're going to have a hole in your heart and you're just going to feel terrible. And so. When we have those times, that is where God says, let me take care of that. I'll take care of the messes that you've made out of your lives. I'll take that. That's yeah. why he died. That's why he had to die to pay for that. Right. And so that's our life. That's how we live. And uh, I'm glad you were here this morning. Uh, and we'll keep doing it. And next week, I'll be talking. I'll do a,
0: a correlation that just popped in the media kind of button it. Uh, like, you know what I said, the spirit of this competition is a competition, so y'all are competing against each other. But I also mentioned, I was like, you know, this is an authenticity test this time to see if y'all are the real. People. And we have these competitions. And when I said we're going to get uh, stretched a little bit, you're going to get tested in a way. And what I think this Christian thing is a lot about is that we're all going to have seasons in our life that we're going to get stressed, we're going to get stretched, we're going to get flexed. And that's God working through it and strengthening us at the end of it he has uh i think authenticity tests to us to build us up not to make us weak so in a weird way i'm trying to correlate a little bit about the christian lifestyle and what we're doing here at this event and i'm i just uh i we didn't plan to have this church we just decided hey let's let's get together on a sunday and talk and i thank you willie for uh sharing the good news and this uh This wasn't, this was Willie's just being a messenger. I remember after many of our Bible studies, you know, you start to talk about what we just talked about after. And one of the things I started saying something and you sent me a text and it was like a scripture that said to not pervert the words of the gospel or something. (laughs) don't, you know, we can only read it and learn it as best as we can and try to live it. We don't we don't have to try to make up what we think it means, so we're just trying to learn this better as people and encourage one another. And that's uh, that's all we can do. That's
2: why Jesus Christ came to Earth. God sent it. Think about this. <clears throat> for me anyway, Matthew's not the best kid sometimes, but God <laughs> sent his only his only begotten son. That could be Matthew. And or you know, brother or mother, that who should should ever believe in him should have everlasting life. And he died, he suffered, he died on the cross for all of us. So think about it, everybody's gonna sin. I mean, yeah, sin. I'll tell you one thing, saying this, it helps, okay? Read it like as often as you can. But everybody's gonna sin. And so when you sin, uh, you know, you ask forgiveness because he died for that sin. He died for all sin. And that was big for me, too. I, and I know some some things may not be as big for you as it was for me, but it, there's something else out there. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> all
0: right, do you
1: want to end yeah. with a prayer? Yep. Yeah. You want to leave? I, yeah, I'd,
0: I'd like to. All right, thank you. Uh. Dear Heavenly Father, I just wanna say big thanks for allowing us to compete and come together on this special, special weekend. This is the first ever here on this property to gather like this and to bring all sorts of people from around the country to not only have just an unbelievable experience that we all love, the passion of hunting, but to share your word and to encourage one another today as brothers and sisters in Christ we just ask that we grow in you and that we follow you more and keep you first in our life because the more that we become second and the more that we neglect our selfish ones the more that we grow in happiness with you and we start to see what this whole thing is all about and we just ask that you bless and protect us as we end the competition in a couple days and that we have an unbelievable time and uh just keep you first in our lives. We love you, Lord. Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you, guys.